Jesus is certainly preparing us to live with him. He is giving us revelation knowledge. He's telling us things to come. And today he's going to give us a little picture of what it's going to be like when we live with him. So let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you for showing us truth. We thank you for giving us a glimpse of heaven, a glimpse of what it will be like to live with you. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. And so Revelation 22, then he showed me the river whose waters give life. And this is John speaking, sparkling like crystal flowing out from the throne of God and the Lamb of God. Now, we don't have any pictures to look at, so we have to imagine this in our mind. This is what it's going to be like. He showed me the river whose waters give life. Waters that give life, sparkling like crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb of God and the Lamb. Through the middle of the broadway of the city, also on either side of the river, was a tree of life and its 12 varieties of fruit yielding each month its fresh crop, and the leaves of the tree were the healing and the restoration of nations. Getting a picture of this. There shall no longer exist there anything that is accursed, detestable, foul, offensive, impure, hateful, or horrible. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall worship him, pay divine honors to him, and do him holy service. They shall see his face. We're going to see his face. And his name shall be on their foreheads. His name. If you're there. If we're the ones... His name will be on our forehead. There should be no more night. I'm going to love that. I hate night. I get an urge to go for a walk, and it's too dark, and it's too cold, and I hate it. And I was just talking about that last night to my son. I said, I really feel like going for a walk. It's 9 o'clock at night, but it's so cold and it's so dark that I can't. Just think. No night. I like that. They have no need for a lamplight or a sunlight, for God will illuminate them and be their light, and they shall reign as kings forever and ever through the eternity, eternity of eternities. Not going to need any light. He is going to shine so bright that we won't need any lamps or anything or sunlight. And he of the seven angels further said to me, These statements are reliable, worthy of confidence, genuine and true. Yesterday we talked about his way being tried and true. His way is the way that things work. And now he's saying, These statements are reliable and worthy of confidence and genuine, true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, had sent his messengers to make known and exhibit to his servants what must soon come to pass. And behold, I am coming speedily. Blessed, happy, and to be envied is the one who observes and lays to heart 
and keeps the truth of this prophecy, the predictions, consolations, and warnings contained in this little book. And I, John, am he who heard and witnessed these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell prostrate before the feet of the messenger, the angel, who showed me, showed them to me to worship him. But he said to me, refrain, you must not do that. I am only a fellow servant along with yourself and with your brethren and prophets and with those who are mindful of practice, the truths contained in this message of this book. Worship God. John was given this, this vision he could see, and he's explaining to us what he saw, and it made him fall prostrate. Do you ever try to explain something to someone that you saw and they just can't get it? But I believe that God is having me read this to you today so that you can get a revelation, so that you can see Let's just ask him that right now. Lord, we thank you that we can see what you're showing us today, what you're saying, that we can get a glimpse of that. Give us dreams and visions. We thank you. We praise you for that. Thanks so much. He is so faithful. And, you know, this whole the whole idea here is that he, he said that, because we don't know where we're going or what it's going to be like. You know, we have like this fear of the unknown, right? If you're going somewhere for the first time, you don't want to go because you don't know what it's going to be like. Your first thoughts are, oh, I don't know. It sounds scary. And heaven, even though it's supposed to be beautiful, sounds a little scary if you don't know what you're getting into. And so he wants to give us a little glimpse here of what it's going to be like. And he told me further, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of this book and make no secret of them. For the time when things are brought to crisis and the period of their fulfillment is near. And then he who is unrighteous, unjust, wicked, let him be unrighteous still. He who is filthy, vile, and pure, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, just, upright, and right standing with God, let him do right still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. Behold, I am coming soon, and I shall bring my wages and rewards with me to repay and render to each one what his own actions and his own work, his own work merit. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, before the before all and the end of all. Blessed, happy, and to be envied are those who cleanse their garments, that they may have the authority and right to approach the tree of life and to enter through the gates of the city. But without are the dogs and those who practice sorceries, magic arts, impurity, delude, adulterers, the murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and deals in falsehood, untruth, error, deception, and cheating. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you to witness, to give you assurance of these things for the churches. I am the root of the source and the offspring of David, the radiant and brilliant morning star. 
the Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, the true Christians say, come. And let him who is listening say, come. And let everyone who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of those things by which the soul is refreshed, supported and strengthened, and whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come and take appropriate drink and take appropriate and drink the water of life without cost. I personally solemnly warn everyone who listens to the statements of this prophecy, the predictions and the consolations and abominations pertaining to them in this book. If anyone shall add anything to them, God will add and lay upon him the plagues, the afflictions and the calamities that are recorded and described in this book. And it seems to me that many are guilty of this, even though we're warned. People are adding and taking away from the book, from this prophecy, by, for one, that I can see is sin is okay. And the church, you can hear at the pulpit that sin is okay. Teachers are saying sin is okay. They joke about it. We're not all perfect. We haven't arrived. But according to what we just read, we need to arrive. Blessed, happy, and to be envied are those who cleanse their garments, that they may have the authority and the right to approach the tree of life and to enter through the gates into the city. But without are the dogs and those who practice sorceries, magic arts, and impurity, the lewd adulterers, and the murders and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and deals in falsehood, untruth, error, and deception. Sin is not okay. 144,000 men had his name and his father's name inscribed on their forehead. And I heard Jesus say this to me this morning, hashtag Jesus. And so our name, our, our foreheads are going to have his mark on it, is what he's saying. And only we are going to be saved from the wrath of God. Those of us who follow the Lamb wherever he goes, we're, we're only the ones that are going to be able to learn the song. They sang the song before the throne of God and the living creatures. No one could learn to sing the song except the 144,000 who had been ransomed from the earth. And these are those who did not defile themselves by relations with women, for they were pure as virgins. They followed the lamb wherever he went. So those of us who are committed and are pressing in, we're going to be ransomed from the earth. We're going to have his mark on our forehead. And then the pose will, will happen. Those who won't serve God, those who um, don't give him honor and glory, are going to have the mark of the beast on their forehead or hand. And they will drink the indignation of God's wrath. And so he's showing us, warning us what is to come. The enemy, the devil is his enemy. And if you choose sides with him, if you're not following the lamb wherever he goes, you're choosing sides with him. 
and you're going to end up living with him forever. Yesterday, we were talking about the tried and the true, those who won't betray Jesus, those who are going to serve him and be committed to him no matter what, and know that the persecution is a ploy of the enemy to get us to quit and to give up, to serve him instead of Jesus. And this is what's going to happen. We're, we're taking his mark rather than having God's mark on our forehead. Only those marked with his name are going to be saved from the wrath of God. So looking at the difference between heaven and hell, you can see it's so worth being cleansed. Living in the light here isn't even going to compare to living there, not having any dark, any sorrow, any pain, any evil around us anymore is going to be so beautiful versus living with the enemy in hell, in God's wrath, with no, no refrain. Jesus said, he told me, he's separating the sheep from the goats, those who will follow him and those who won't. And so if you're not following Jesus... You're already taking the mark of the beast. You're already acknowledging Satan as your God. You're already following after him. He's already separating us. If you're serving the enemy and you already have his name, on your forehead, you're already marked. If you're following the Lamb wherever you go, His name is on your forehead. And He's your fortress. He's your God. And you're going to live with Him forever and have blessedness, beauty around you all the time. And for those who serve the enemy... Their torment ascends forever and ever, and they have no respite, no pause, no intermission, no peace, day or night. Those who pay homage to the beast and his image. Are you worshiping him? Do you already have his stamp? Is it that late? Is it that short of time before Jesus comes that we're already marked? I'm pretty sure we're pretty close to that. And since Jesus isn't here, you can quickly switch sides. When he comes, it'll be too late. If you stand in that line and Jesus says, away from me, I never knew you, your father was a devil and you're marked as his. Jesus can turn his head and say, away from me, I never knew you. You who practice lawlessness. We read. When you cleanse yourself and you follow him, you choose him, you're going to be able to live with him forever. His name is on your forehead. And if you don't, 
that you're marked. You're marked by the beast. If he tricked you, if he fooled you, if you're not an overcomer, you've taken his mark, his mark of defeat. This is really, really, really serious. You don't want to wait till that day to get it right. Follow the lamb wherever he goes. Know that he is the way. His way is tested and true. He is faithful. He loves you. The enemy does not. He doesn't care a thing for you. He hates God and he's just trying to get him back. He knows the end of the book. Do you read the, read the end of the book? God wins, not the enemy. He's already won. The enemy's already defeated. And when this prophecy comes to pass, if you haven't chose Jesus, you will live in that defeat forever and ever with the devil and his angels. And that's not where you belong. God loves you, and he's asking you to make a choice, to choose him, to follow him wherever he goes. You know, when he was saying that hashtag and, and his mark, we can't even understand. Those, those who don't know him, who are not marked by him, can't understand. And that's why they persecute. That's why they persecute us. Because they don't get it. They can't see. They're marked by the beast. They're ignorant. They don't know what's happening. When you take Jesus' mark, when you receive him as your Lord, you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Those who won't can't see and they can't hear. They look and look and look, but they can't see. They hear and hear and hear, but they can't hear because they've taken the mark of the beast. Quick, get it together. Choose Jesus. Let him mark your forehead. Let him teach you the song. No one knew the song could learn the song except for the 144,000. You can't see Jesus without deciding for him to be your God. This is the end. This is almost the end. And Jesus is warning us over and over again. He's given us plenty of time. I don't know when that warning ends. I don't know when time's up. But I do know he gave me this message to warn you that it's soon. The time is soon. He's knocking on the door of your heart. He said, if you heed my voice, I'll come and live on the inside of you. And I'll prepare you. I'll teach you. I'll instruct you, convict you. I will convince you of the truth. You'll be able to see him. Many just think that those of us who know him are crazy because they can't see what we see. They're not born again. They didn't make the choice. And those of us who did make the choice, he's asking us to get through to them. It's almost too late. Read the book. Tell them, read the book. Ask Jesus to give you eyes to see. Ask him to come live on the inside of you so you can live in his kingdom. 
Without making that choice, they can't see. They can't hear. They don't know what's going on. They think we're crazy. They think they're going to fall asleep and sleep forever when they leave here. They don't believe Jesus is coming. Care about what Jesus cares about. Tell them. Don't keep it a secret. Don't keep it a secret. Don't let the enemy have them. Why is it up? Read the word. Find out what Jesus is thinking. If you're a Christian and you don't know what he's saying or thinking, if you, if you can't hear him, that's scary. Because if you're not hearing him, then you're hearing the enemy. And if you're following what you think is God and it's the enemy, you're in a scary place. So if you want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you and get started, get his mark on your forehead and get rid of the other mark that may be there then. Pray with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you would show us the truth. Show us the truth, Lord. Give us a glimpse of where we're moving in and where we don't want to be. Thank you for that revelation you're giving me, giving us today. We're asking you to come live on the inside of us, and we're going to heed your voice and be prepared to live with you forever. Where there's no more sorrow, no more pain. Where we can rest, as you said, from our labor. No more dealing with the enemy. We submit to you, Lord. We resist the enemy. We resist him. We bow down to you. We want to live with you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for caring so much, for teaching us. We love you. He said he has a word. I'm coming, and I'm coming soon. And those of you who are following me and preparing a place for you, I've marked you already. Press in. Don't give up. Press in. Go ahead. Don't stop my power for you to be victorious is on the inside of you. And right now it's, it seems impossible, but stay true. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. You're so in love with us. If you said that prayer, get on your knees every day and worship him. Worship him. Look at the word. Find out what you have to do to be right with him. Follow the lamb wherever he goes. So you're sure to have his name inscribed on your forehead. 
Hashtag Jesus, where you get the special privileges, the beautiful mansion, the special treatment. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.